AEC Business, the construction industry's innovation and technology show. Hello and welcome to episode 136 of the AEC Business Podcast. My name is Arni Heiskanen and I have two guests from the editorial team of a new book titled Industry 4.0 for the Built Environment. We're going to discuss the book and its themes. It's great to have you on the podcast. Can you please introduce yourselves? Thank you. Thank you very much, Arnie, for the invitation. I'm Marcia Bulpani, and I work for MACE as head of BIM International. I'm also a director. Also, I'm involved in other initiatives in the industry, so I contribute in different communities, uh, such as the BIM Excellence Initiative, the, the UK BIM Alliance, uh, to mention some of those. Oh, hi, and uh, thank you for the invitation. My name is uh, Rui Gavina. Uh, my background is as a civil engineer. And I co-founded uh, a company called VN2R. It's a structural design and also BIM and digital transition consultancy. Um, and I also work very close with, uh, with academia, uh, with the Porto School of Engineering, uh, with Diogo, which is the other editor of, of this book. Um, and I'm also the speaker manager of, of Built Europe, which is a, an event. It's, I see it as a, a gathering of like-minded people working in the digital um, construction industry. Um, and by the way, it will happen this year. We are going to go back to in-person events in Valencia between 14 and 16 November. What inspired you to put together a book about built environment technology? Yeah, that's um, it's a good question. So uh, also um, myself, I also work a lot in um, academia, so uh, between uh, Northumbria University and also UCL. And uh, I, I really believe between the link of uh, academia and industry. And uh, we're uh, discussing with uh, Huye and Diogo um, that we both have these uh, uh, academic and professional uh, profiles. We, we saw a lack in, in the current literature of uh, a, a text or at least some sources where actually people could find basic information because one of the problems is really to start those process because you can find a lot of specific material. But then most of our colleagues experience day, day to day. So um, they really are struggling to understand the, the basics. So we use a lot of acronyms, comes, uh, complex uh, uh, concepts. So first of all, we wanted to create something simple in order to help uh, both professionals to upskill themselves, but also to students maybe to discover something that maybe they didn't have the opportunity uh, to study uh, in, in their you know, university or uh, degrees. And another thing that, that we found out is that there were a lot of material focused on the technology, on the hard skills and the implementation, but less on how to link with other methodologies for example, uh, lean construction, agile, uh, but also speaking about quality management and uh, the soft skills. So how we communicate, uh, how we work together, how we uh, you know, um, explain those topics to our clients. So it's really about um, behavioral change and so on. So we wanted to bring all those different aspects together in the book. And is the reason why you will find uh, uh, 28 uh, chapters divided in three sections. One is the technology, the second is a concept of methodologies, and the third is on the soft skills. Can you tell about the contents and authors 
of the book? Um, so as, as Marcia said, we have 28 chapters and we, when we started to lay out the topics that we thought were most, most relevant for, for this, for construction 4.0, uh, we realized that we probably have three clusters, which are the concepts and methodologies, the technologies and soft skills. Um, our purpose was, was to give a very solid introduction to all these subjects. Um, but also to promote the integration between them. I think that's very important. And you should read the book as a whole, not uh, as separated chapters, and you will see the connection between all of them. And I think that's very important for the, the approach of, of construction 4.0. Um, so the, the topics are related with data analytics, uh, sensor reality capture, uh, all of that, uh, but also fields that are supported by these technologies and methodologies, like sustainability, health and safety, risk reduction and so on. Another thing I discovered, which I think is very important, is what is needed to be able to implement this in an holistic way, which are the soft skills that Marcia, Marcia mentioned, but also changes in, in legal and business models. Um, well, regarding the authors, we, we gathered 55 leading industry and academic experts, so a lot. They come from all over the world, Europe, North America, Asia and Australia. Uh, so we have a, a really big diversity, not only in professional background, but also cultural, which is, is very interesting. Um, I think it's very important, the aspect that Marcel already addressed as well, uh, of the balance between academia, including researchers and uh, industry professionals. So we are representing 21 companies and 22 universities. Um, that's very, very significant for us. Very, I think it's vital um, because we want to show the most, the, the most significant advances in innovation, but also their practical application in, in the, the global industry. There's one technical aspect that interests me. How in the world did you get so many authors meet the deadline? Yeah, I, I think that especially Marzia is very well connected. She knows the right people. Um, and uh, it, it also was a, a lot of work in terms of editing. Uh, Marzia was superb on this. Yeah, no, I think that it has been really a, a teamwork. I think that it was one of the best projects that I've been working on because really... It was it was really hard as when you write a book in general and you coordinate, but also working with the so uh, smart people and uh, you know learning also by their work. Huh? It was really fascinating, and I think that all of us uh, we have been uh, uh, in contact with a good expert also or who he, with the, his work with the built. Uh, so we we, we knew uh, several. Uh, expert and it was very nice that uh, you know very very quickly they agreed to volunteer their time uh, for this uh, uh, something that uh, we really had a good uh, positive feedback and uh, because I think that the people really if you want to make a change you, you needed to share I think it also Arne is part of your work uh, you know is why we are here today you know you cannot really change the industry alone but you needed to share you know your journey the 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 benefit but also the challenges so, so in the book you will see where we are at the moment so we tried we we, we told our uh, authors to be honest to explain you know um where we are and which instead are is the, the area where we need instead to work together to improve to to reach what is uh, the full industry 4.0 because we're not totally there but it's a journey and uh, the the companies and organizations that started this journey, they really wanted to have more people on board to, to make an impact. 
We have certain problems in the construction industry, labor shortages, supply chain disruptions, CO2 emissions and, and poor productivity. How can the implementation of Industry 4.0 help us solve these problems? Well, if, if I can start, I, I, th I think that maybe we could start by, by talking about what Construction 4.0 is and represents generally. Um, I, I think that it's important to see that it's not simply a set of technologies or, or, or methodologies. Uh, it's an integration between them, how they relate and how they can work together. Um, so we're essentially talking about using digital information and technologies to, to transform the business models. And I think to transition between a, a reactive practice to a predictive practice. Uh, it's a very recent term. Uh, so we, I don't think there's a, a, a widely accepted definition, but we see it as a combination of a, a physical and digital world with technologies and methodologies that provide a connectivity between both both these worlds. Uh, and that creates ultimately a, a cyber-physical built environment. Um, this environment, the, this, this kind of cyber-physical environment supports the industry practices uh, such as sustainability, risk reduction, facility management, uh, and help us to predict instead, instead of reacting. Um, and for example, the use of digital twins with uh, data analytics techniques and simulation help us to manage energy consumption, um, also to make better decisions, not only in renovation projects, even in future projects with all that historical data that we are, are gathering. Um, for, for the labor shortages, I think that the use of robotics and off-site construction and maybe essentially industrializing the construction industry, I think that's one of, of the answers for it. But it's, it's also very important, in my opinion, not to see it as a replacement of people. Um, it's more as a different way, a more, more sa safer and new way of doing things. And with the interaction of people, they are still needed. Yeah, I think that is a very important topic about this uh, human centrality. So we don't want to have uh, just uh, data-centric companies or societies, but is human-centric and then to use uh, technologies and those methodologies really to empower ourselves. So we know that the global population is uh, is growing very fast. So there is this projection of uh, reaching 9.5 billion by 2050. Uh, we are aware about the, the climate change and the impact of our sector that is responsible for the 40% of the emission. So really we, we need any way to rethink about the, the way that uh, we, we deliver our our projects. So uh, as as Hui was was saying that uh, uh, we see as um, uh, industry 4.0 as an enabler to uh, solve those uh, uh, issues that uh, we are facing now and in the next years they will become even more relevant. Marcia, can you mention any examples where the industry 4.0 ideas have already been put into practice? Yeah, sure. I think that uh, when we mention, uh, for example, when we think about uh, robotics, uh, we have uh, an application probably, you know, already the bridge in Amsterdam that is a uh, 12.5 meter that has been, uh, um, you know, uh, built and uh, installed there. So it's a pedestrian uh, bridge. And uh, uh, so we, we see the use of, for example, robots, uh, that uh, more and more uh, they are they are used and implement both uh, off-site and on-site. Uh, 
Um, I can give us an example from, from my company, from MACE, that MACE is a construction and consultancy company operated uh, at international level in five different international hubs. And uh, uh, we received several awards for the uh, jumping factory. So in how we move off site and then we move from construction to production. So to, to do more a sort of uh, um, off-site approach and modular approach. So how we can bring concepts that are more linked to the manufacturer to then the construction sector. And in doing so, uh, of course, uh, we need to rethink about also the business models, not just the technology. I think that uh, uh, some of the author on, on the chapter uh, on the, the business model presented in the, in the previous podcast. So if you didn't have the chance, I really recommend it to listen to them because it's quite interesting uh, on how we need to rethink about the, the business model. So yes, I give you those two examples, but uh, the application of different, uh, um, let's say, uh, technologies and methodology that are related to Industry 4.0 are already in our day-to-day -day work. If I, if I think about machine learning and uh, artificial intelligence in general, we see also HR using those type of technology to select people that work also in our sector. So sometimes we think that it is very far and it's just related to the physical, but also we use the to automate tasks in the way that we produce our project, uh, you know, our models and so on. So, we usually say that everything that can be done in one second can be automated. Uh, so how we can automate those tasks also in the daily uh, practice in our um, in our project. So yes, there is the, the big scale project that has been done using this methodology, but also there is the day-to-day -day work on the small things that uh, different organizations are now implementing. Marcia, in your position as head of BIM International at Maze. How do you see the future of BIM as an element of Industry 4.0? It's very, it's very important because uh, some people now, they, they start just speaking, for example, all about the digital twin and they forget the, the, the basics. And uh, I think that uh, it is important to, uh, you know, if you are very clearly um, in your mind, the, the core about uh, all these topics, about uh, information management, better information management, but, uh, it's really about the information and BIM is helping us to um, create a, a structure information that then can use and reuse across a different life cycle. But of course, um, so just to summarize, I think that BIM is really uh, the, the core, the foundation of uh, Industry uh, 4.0 because it enables us to have uh, um, structure uh, data that then can can we use. But then I think that what uh, emerged from the book is that BIM is just a tiny piece. So then on the other side, there are people that are experts on BIM that they think that they, they have solved all the problem. Instead, I think that by reading the book, uh, you will understand that the horizon is much wider. So if you want to be competitive, you need really to link uh, the important topic related to within information modeling together with other technology. Some of that are also emerging, you know, you will see uh, mentioning blockchain, for example, the aspects of cybersecurity, link data, the semantic uh, web, um, what we mentioned already regarding the artificial intelligence, but also reality, um, augmented reality, everything that is the mixed reality, 
reality capture and all the world of sensors and so on. So uh, now some applications are really happening in pockets, but uh, what we hope is that uh, BIM will be used uh, as a foundation layer to then be integrated with other applications. And what do you think, Rui, as a partner of VN2R? Well, I, I completely agree with, with Marzia. Uh, I might be a little bit biased because I've been working with BIM as Marzia for a long time now, but I, I think it's actually the, the foundation of, of Construction 4.0, especially because of what Marzia said. We're talking about essentially uh, having better decision-making, and that needs for, for that to be done, we need information. And with unstructured data, we, we it's not... It's not very informative. Um, so we need a methodology that helps us to specify which information we need, how to manage it, and so on. And BIM is exactly that. What I think is that we we need to have that kind of mindset, uh, not only implemented, but consolidated in the industry. I, I don't think it's completely consolidated yet, to be honest. So it's not the norm yet, I think. And it took us nearly like 20 years or so to, to recognize BIM as a, as a methodology. Um, I, I hope that soon it will be the, the current normal practice um, as well. So I will say that many times we think about construction 4.0 and we think it's it's the end of BIM. Uh, I don't think it's the end of BIM. I think that probably is the start of integrated BIM. Uh, it's obvious that people and not technologies alone make change happen. How can construction sector companies empower their employees so that they can innovate and use new technologies effectively? Yeah, uh, uh, well, this is a, a really difficult one. <laughs> I think everyone wants to, to know this answer, but I think that essentially um, what's important is to create collaborative uh, environments, environments where people can be creative, can be critical, uh, and can share their thoughts. And um, in reality, I think that we, we still need to break some silos not only between the companies, but within the companies as well. I think that we are often seeing the creation of innovation departments, digital departments, and so on. And they are not all, always well integrated with the rest of the companies. So um, that creates a lot of barriers, I think, on transforming uh, the digital construction as, as a norm. Um, this, this is not easy to achieve. Obviously, I, I think that education is also pivotal here. Um, and we have an urgent need to upskill the existing workforces. Uh, we, we cannot neglect them, we cannot put them apart. Uh, they are needed, they are important, and their expertise is very, is very needed. Uh, but they need also to know how to use, make use of digital technologies and methodologies to, um, to amplify their capabilities. Um, there's also obviously a growing need to, for reskilling. Uh, so some professional profiles will probably become obsolete uh, and we need to re-educate them and uh, for, to, to have different positions. That's that's also very important, I think. Yes, I, I really, as been, has been said, uh, you know, the, the people are really, you know, the, the, the key part because also in my day-to-day -day, uh, job, uh, I work with people that are really good on the technical side, but are not able to communicate uh, uh, the benefits or to communicate why we should uh, do this and why it should implement uh, to other colleagues uh, uh, that maybe are more senior or maybe they're on the same level, but also to, to clients. And, and that is where it's failed. 
Uh, and also at the same time, uh, as mentioned before, we we tend to use complex term and concepts. Also, the language is quite difficult. It's really learning a new <laughs> a new subject and going back again to university. And and people, you know, you, you're busy in delivering work. You know, uh, people that don't want to to listen about this, they they just speak about you know time, cost, uh, quality. So. I think that in the, in the book, especially the um, the section on the soft skill is really interesting because it's helping us uh, to to think about ourselves uh, in a different point of view and also be a good communicator, a good team player, a good leader. So there is a chapter also on digital leadership. You know, what does it mean to be a leader uh, in a digital area? Um, so, so yes, I think that 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 is 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 very the strong point of the book is really to combine the technical part. It also is very rich. So you will see chapter on gamification, how to use serious game, for example, in the in in our sector. We speak about uh, agile, how to use agile management. So we speak about also GIS, how to link the geospatial level with the uh, more. Uh, building uh, or infrastructure related, uh, um, let's say, aspect. So you will, you will find all those technical parts, uh, also speaking about sustainability, structural monitoring, and so on, but then linking with these soft skills. So how each of us as a professional or as a student can be a really uh, successful uh, ambassador and uh, champion on uh, the digitalization and industrialization of our sector. I guess that decision makers, the uh, C-level executives, should also read the book. Yeah, exactly. It is a good point. Actually, after the book uh, uh, presentation, I've been asked to give a presentation also to my uh, board level. Uh, because they wanted to to understand, so they are they were curious. Of course, uh, they don't have time probably to read all of that. But uh, you know, uh, providing a good summary, especially at the beginning, that is uh, even reading the the abstract, it really can give you the, the vision about where we are going. So uh, I I think that there are very good points also for decision maker that uh, maybe they don't have time uh, in reading all the detail, and maybe there are not, it's not also the responsibilities. But it is quite interesting because. Uh, uh, at board level, you know, they, they really understand the, the, the power and, and they have a good vision is mainly then how you can bring all an organization of a thousand of people then to embrace this, how to create an environment where people feel safe uh, to make errors because people are, you know, afraid, especially at the beginning to uh, embrace something new. So that is really the, the challenge is how to bring all your workforce that are skills, they have the knowledge about the built sector, but to bring uh, in order to uh, to reach another level. But in, in the first chapter, we also, I think we, we guide readers a little bit depending on their professional um, profile. Uh, so we, we try to identify and guide them saying which of these topics are mostly relevant depending on the profile they have. So we have C-level people there as well. So they don't need to read the whole book. They can identify which topics are more relevant for them and cut to the chase a little bit. Exactly. So where can our audience find the book? Yes, 
so they can find uh, on the Springer website that uh, um, has been uh, supporting us in the creation of this book, but also uh, they can find uh, in the Amazon, for example, uh, portal. And what is interesting is also, as uh, who has been mentioned at the beginning, of course, you can get the, the full uh, book uh, in the paper version or in the online version in the Kindle one. But uh, um, you can also buy single chapters. So, for example, if you're a professional that you are interested just on a specific topic and you would like to get started on those, uh, maybe think about a profession that is really skilled on the technical side, but would like to uh, investigate more the soft skills, they can focus just on those. Of course, we advise to read the book as a whole, but also the book, how it is structured, is that uh, people can also jump and, and then focus on some of the, of the chapter and topics that uh, might be more relevant for them, for their profession. I want to mention that there's a special section about Industry 4.0 on my blog, aec-business.com. The authors of the book have written interesting articles on the topics of the book and more are on the way. So head over to aec-business.com and check out Industry 4.0 in the channels section. Thank you very much for the interview. Thank you. Thank you for your work and thank you for all the readers. Thank you. It was a wonderful experience. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to this podcast and visit aec-business.com, the award-winning blog, for more news and stories.